Coming up. I just want you to understand the violent person was the one who was rewarded. And this was the culture of the day. And Noah was the only one. And then his family benefiting from his righteousness, him walking with God, his faithfulness to God. And just imagine if you take all believers out, what our world would be full of. And this means we know, we should know that there's an impact, even though it doesn't feel like it or even seem like it at times, that as we stand as believers and we walk faithfully with God, we are impacting our environment. It's just a fact, whether people believe it or not. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. We may not want to hear this, but all human beings are often motivated by things that aren't very good. Whether we accept it or not, there's evil in our hearts. Thankfully, when we let Jesus Christ take the lead in our lives, He can regenerate our motives. Join us for the message series, Travelers from the Heart, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn help us to examine the things in our hearts that motivate many of our actions. Here's the second message in the series, Thank God for His Heart, Part 1. Amen. So we've been um, on a message series. The title of the message series is Travelers from the Heart. Travelers from the Heart. And so we've had two messages already. And um, we've been talking the last two weeks about the evil within me, the evil within you. And it's not always an easy thing to hear that there's evil in our heart, but it's the truth. And it actually is the truth that's going to cause us to lean and depend on God. Right. And so we got to tell you the truth because that's what's going to set you free. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to make you free. And so we've been talking about it the last couple of weeks. We talked about a bunch of things. We talked about how the human heart is the most deceitful thing, the most deceitful of all things, the Bible says, and desperately wicked. Yeah. I didn't say it. The Bible said that. I believe it, though. Mm -hmm. And we have to accept that about ourselves. The world want to tell us something different. The world want to make us think we're good people. No, I I ain't no good in me. Only good that's going to be ever could be in me. It has to be uh, what comes from God. Right. And we just got to accept that truth. Mm -hmm. And so we talked about that. And we also talked about how only God can deliver us from our evil hearts. Only God can deliver us from evil hearts. And we're going to, you know, give some reasons why that's the case today. Mm-hmm. And then we talked also that Jesus listed. It wasn't an exhaustive list. He didn't say all the evils, but he gave us, you know, many evils that comes from the heart. Um, he told us about um, evil thoughts, sexual immorality and theft and murder and adultery and greed and wickedness and deceit, lustful right. desires, envy, slot, slander, pride and foolishness. Mm-hmm. That ain't all of them, but y'all know. Yeah. And some of those I'm sure rang your bells. They rang some of mine. And so we got evil hearts. Mm-hmm. We got evil hearts, yeah. but only God can deliver us 
from our evil hearts. And that's why we're going to have our message for today. Um, again, this is the message series um, entitled Travelers from the Heart. And today's message, the subtopic today is thank God for his heart. Because it is because of God's heart that we, we can be delivered from our own hearts. And only God can do that. But it's because of God's heart. So I want to talk about God's heart today and hopefully infuse into you a spirit of thanksgiving about the heart of God, about the heart of God. So if you already and you downloaded the message outline, I trust that you did and you all set to go. Uh, let's go ahead and dive in to the subtopic, thank God for his heart. And the first thing on your outline is some things we should thank God for regarding his heart. Some things we should thank God for regarding his heart. And the first is it grieves. God's heart grieves. Mm -hmm. Yes, we yes. need to thank God for that. Look what it says here in Genesis 6, 5, and 6. It says, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. I'm going to pause on that a little bit <laughs> because... When, you know, Jesus gave us this list of envy and pride and slander, um, you know, we typically might not think of those things as evil, because when we think evil, we're thinking like high end, you know, top of the line evil, you know, yeah. and we don't consider our jealousy and our envy and our lies as evil, but they are evil. And, and so anything that's not good or even anything that's not God <laughs> is evil, evil. Yeah, <laughs> all right yeah so um and so we got to understand that and so but when we think of evil we tend to think of the worst kinds of evil mm -hmm. um but here we see in this text that it it's given us the just that the worst side of it when we looked in the last couple of weeks we were looking at you know slander and lies and different kinds of things that we would put on the lighter side mm -hmm. but in this text it's on the worst side mm -hmm. and it's so god the text says that the thoughts of everybody's heart was evil continually mm -hmm. and then look what it says in verse six and the Lord was sorry that he had made man on earth and he was grieved in his heart. Hmm. He was grieved in his heart. Yeah. Now, I want to read this same passage in the New Living Translation. I just read you the New King James Version. But I want to read the New Living Translation, um, Genesis 6, 5 and 6. It says, the Lord observed the extent of human wickedness on the earth. And he saw that everything they thought or imagined was consistently and totally 
evil. Y'all see this? And then verse six says, so the Lord was sorry he had made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart. It broke God's heart. See, often when we think of sin and evil, we think God is angry, but we don't get to the, we don't always think that God is heartbroken yeah. from the evil. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if, if you're a parent out there, you can relate to this a little bit, that when your children just do something that's so wrong, you know, your initial thought, because we're broken and jacked up, it might be anger. But at some point, you get to a point of having your heart broken yeah. because your child did that. Mm -hmm. um, it was just on the news, I think, this past week um, about the, that person that, that uh, I can't remember which incident it was, but her child had killed a bunch of people. I can't remember which one it was. Forgive me for not recalling it. I didn't even think the, this just came to mind right now. But the parent was on, they, they had recorded the parent talking about him and giving apologies for what her child had done and saying that she's sorry yeah. that her child had done this. Mm -hmm. And that's just an example of how when your children do something that's so wrong, it breaks your heart. Yeah, especially when you put your heart into raising them and yeah. teaching them what's right. You might spend a, an abundance of money, time, energy, or whatever. Right. And you do it because of your love for them. Yeah. And then they go against, you know, your teachings is really heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Just like, you know, we do to God. That's right. You know? And so that can give us a little peek into God's heart as we look, if we look at it as parents or look at our children and, and how we want them to, to do the right things. And when they don't, it's, yeah. it's heartbreaking. And so God's heart is broken. Mm -hmm. um, at, at this point here, and, and it was like, it was just evil continually, yeah. all the time, total evil, right? And this happened... Um, just to give some context, this was the condition in the, in the state of the world in the days of Noah. And this is where this passage is coming from in the days of Noah, mm -hmm. that there, it was just total evil yeah. going on, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And to give us a little more insight into how things were so you can see and maybe sense how God's heart was broken, Look at Genesis 6, 9 through 12, as it continues to talk more about the incidents here. It says, this is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Okay, let's stop for a minute and talk about this. Now, Noah was a righteous man, but he wasn't perfect man. Mm -hmm. Don't mistaken that, mistaken that for that. It's not saying Noah was perfect. It's saying he was blameless though among the people, meaning that he had a good re reputation. He had a reputation of doing the right things. Not that he always did the right thing, but he was blameless, yeah. right? In, of his time. Mm -hmm. And he walked faithfully with God. So you can walk faithfully with God and not be perfect. Right. Right. In fact, you can't 
be perfect and walk with God. Only God is perfect, right? But this was Noah. Now, what I want, well, let's, let's read on. Verse 10 goes on to say, Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. Y'all get this. Mm -hmm. It was full of violence, not full of, it didn't say full of lies, full of envy. You know, some of the things that we might call lighter evils, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I wouldn't, I'm just using that to give some context here, but I want you to see, it said it was full of violence, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So it had escalated to not just, you know, mm. right. it wasn't just, mm, I don't like her or I don't right. like him right. Right. and just giving slander and talking bad about him. No, it was violence. It became violent. No, I don't like her. Poof, you know, hit him, yeah. do something to him. Right. Right. I just want you to, it, it, it had escalated. I want you to understand that it's not just, you know, you know, quiet feelings and thoughts. No, it had, it had translated and man into violence. So the earth during Noah's time was full of violence. Mm -hmm. And then verse 12 goes on to say, God, God saw how corrupt the earth had become. Now it wasn't always that way. It had become wow. that. Y'all right. see this? This is what happens if we allow sin to, to fester. We allow sin to sit and grow and we don't do nothing about it. It will become more sinful right. and it will escalate into greater sins, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of impact and all of that. I, I don't want to infuse a whole thought of, uh, uh, I don't, I, sin is sin, right? Yeah. But at the same time, there are degrees of sin because there, and we we see that in the in the scripture that because the punishment for some things is different than others, right? 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 Yeah. But anything yeah. that's not God is sin, and so it said it had become. It had become. Uh, the, God saw how corrupt the earth had become. For all the people on the earth had corrupted their ways. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now get the, I, I want us to really dive into this, this concept because we see an a, a emphasis on the, the, the maturation of sin, if you will, mm -hmm. to full of violence. So and it says here, and you guys know the story, and we're going to, uh, the story with, with Noah is that the flood came, and Noah built the ark, right? The flood came, and only eight souls were saved. Mm -hmm. So everybody on the earth was wiped out except for Noah, his wife, and then his three sons and their wives. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, and according to the text, the, the text tells us that Noah found favor in God's sight. So it's telling us that, and it says that Noah was the righteous one, the blameless one. So his family benefited from Noah's righteousness. Right, right. 
And only eight, get this now, was saved. The point I want you to think about here is, wow, if there was only Noah who was righteous and then his family benefiting from his righteousness, mm -hmm. and then the whole earth was full of violence. Yeah. Think about what would happen here in our time mm -hmm. if there was no believers. Mm. There was no yeah. believers. Yeah. What would our earth at this very moment in 2022 be like if there was none? It was one with Noah and then his family benefiting from him and it was full of violence. Yeah. Not full of lies and slander that was present, but God said it got to the point of full of violence. That means violence was normative. Yeah. Every our, our every waking hour we be trying to yeah. survive from right. from being taken advantage of yeah. something stolen from us or something. Yeah, it was like the the what's that movie series uh, um the uh when folks are killing each other what oh, oh the um uh what you call it it was a certain time of the year that they would have this they would have this, somebody help me. Yeah, y'all know about the it. Purge. The purge, Sarah. right? Thank you, Sarah. It was like the and purge you know, all yeah. the time. Yeah. So it had become normative to be violent. And if violence, if anything that's normative is celebrated, yeah. is rewarded. If, uh, if there's something that's normal in society, mm -hmm. it's celebrated. So it's like, so you can just imagine that at this time, the most violent person was probably the most popular person. Too, yeah. Y'all get this? Right, right. That's that's that was the norm of the society. So, oh man, he's he's the most violent. He was the one getting the the ESPY awards or the you know the <laughs> the Grammys or whatever. The right. I just want you to understand. He the violent person was the one who was rewarded, and this was the culture of the day. And Noah was the only one. Only one. And then his family benefiting from his yeah. righteousness, him walking with God, his faithfulness to God. Mm -hmm. And just imagine if you take all believers out, what our world would be full of. Mm -hmm. yeah. And this means we know, we should know that there's an impact, even though it doesn't feel like it or even seem like it at times, that as we stand as believers and we walk faithfully with God, we are impacting our environment. Mm -hmm. It's just a fact, whether people believe it or not, yeah. whether they believe it or not. Um, and, 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 and get this, it was only Noah and it took Noah about a hundred years to build the ark. Hmm. So just think about it. So the earth is full of violence for about a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> and only Noah and then his family by, you know, by uh, co connection is walking with him. And Noah is preaching and telling people, you know, the rain is coming, <laughs> the storm is coming mm -hmm. and they're not hearing them. They just being violent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> for almost a hundred years. So God was long suffering. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. And we should think about that, the impact that we can make as we walk faithfully with God. It would be bad. It would be very bad. Mm -hmm. And then as you guys know, the flood came mm -hmm. and everything wiped out. God put the rainbow in the sky to say, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. And Noah and his family were, were um, commissioned to replenish the earth. Amen. And so God was grieved yeah. by this. It broke God's heart hmm. that human beings were so evil. Hmm. And, it, and I want you to understand that when it says it broke God's heart, it's not just talking about God the Father. It's talking about God the Son and God the Holy Spirit because they grieve too. The whole Godhead grieves. And I want to give you an example of how Jesus grieves and the Holy Spirit grieves. Look what it says in Matthew 26, 38. And this is Jesus talking in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was getting ready to go on trial and be crucified. Jesus said to Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, my heart is so heavy with grief. I feel as if I'm dying. Wait here and stay awake with me. And this is where Jesus prayed, where it says as, as if he, in the, that he prayed so hard that it was sweating blood. And, you know, and he was grieved. So Jesus grieved. Yeah. yeah. So when it says God grieved, it's talking about God the Son too. Mm -hmm. And then look what the, the shortest verse in the Bible says, John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And Jesus at this, Jesus was weeping over the fact that Lazarus, his friend, had died. Mm -hmm. And even though he knew he was going to resurrect him, he still was still, weeping. Yes, it's sad. Because yeah. he was grieved. Mm -hmm. God the Son yeah. grieved. And then Apostle Paul tell us, tells us how the Holy Spirit can grieve in Ephesians 4:30, where it says he instructs the believers, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So Paul is giving instructions for us not to cause grief to the Holy Spirit, which means the Holy Spirit can be grieved. So when it says it, God was grieved because of sin, it's talking about the complete Godhead was grieved because human beings were full of violence. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God.
And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. And that's the greatest possession. There's nothing else that you can have that is of more value than eternal life. And you can have it for a certainty. It's the greatest possession. And as a wife was saying, it's not eternal life, it's not just future, it's now. We, as believers, if we believe and accept Jesus Christ, we have eternal life right now. We're not waiting on it. Right, as soon as you believe it. As soon as you believe, it starts now. And what's gonna happen as we, we leave this world and go to the next, the eternal life becomes more fuller because we'll be in the presence of God and and we'll be away from the presence of sin. Thank you for listening.